0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative, and it's scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Lattow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy, better pray for your boy. Robin Latau. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. I just started binge watching The Boys, Amazon, Prime. There's, there's so many streaming services. There's just, there's just so there's so much stuff out there. <laughs> what is there there is you start with Netflix. It's Hulu, or the Peacock, uh, Apple TV, Amazon Prime. I feel like I'm missing some, you know, Roku, Firesticks. It's just, it's just everything streaming, and it's like it's it has to be a good time for actors, I would imagine. I mean, think about being an actor, in like the you only have to go back that far. Let's like, like the '90s, right? The 90s, the early 2000s If you really want to go back if you go back to like the 70s and 80s Right? Wasn't a lot of channels yeah, it's CBS ABC, NBC you know, Maybe like your local channel Maybe you got a TBS in there There's was, there was a lot of sitcoms You know, sitcoms and movies So it wasn't a lot of work You know, for you That's why you, a lot of those actors end up being bartenders but now I assume that if you're an actor these days, you know, just excluding Corona for a minute, if you can act a little bit, you know, it's like being you know uh, uh, an NBA player that can shoot threes. If you can do that one thing, you should be able to find a job. I had been on the the Amazon Video Prime. I hadn't I hadn't been on it, even though I have I've had Prime forever. Because, you know, we continue to make uh, Bezos as rich as possible. And I saw like 30 shows on there. <laughs> I'm like, well, I know Bezos he got a lot of money. It's a lot of shows on there. And they all look interesting. But there's not enough time in the day. If you are doing anything productive during your day. Now, if you don't have a job. And you're not doing anything, you don't have any kids, you don't have a wife, you don't have a husband or whatever Boyfriend, girlfriend I assume you can get through all of these Netflix shows and, and all this stuff but Yeah, I think each show is like an hour There are 24 hours in a day So let's say you sleep for 8 hours That leaves you with 16 hours You know, to do stuff <laughs> You know, so it's not a lot of hours In in the day, it takes... It, it's just a lot of stuff out there. Anyway, don't tell me what happens. I'm only on four episodes. And I know I got to get through two seasons. I like, you know, obviously I like superhero shows. And, and I, people have been telling me, you got to watch this, Rob. It's like a dark superhero show. you would be into it. And I'm into it. I'm only four episodes in. So it's, it kind of reminds me of um, probably what they were trying to do with the the Watchmen. The, the movie. The the TV series on HBO wasn't bad, but I think this is kind of more what they were going for. Like it was the the TV show was kind of a reimagining of the Watchmen, kind of a post Watchmen Earth or whatever. This is more, I think, what the book and things was kind of about, and what the movie was about. So, so if you haven't watched it, there's two seasons in, so you can just roll through it and they 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 renewed it for a third season so I'm assuming there's some cliffhangers that's the same way I did Titans I think the I I they were in the second season when I started watching the first season so I just caught up I I think I you know I used to be a guy that said that I liked watching episode by episode but I think that allows you to follow the story but man it takes so long <laughs> it take it takes so long you know, you're talking, you know, remember when, like, 24 was out, Jack Bauer, Southern Sutherland? Take you like, you know, that's 24 hours, 24 episodes, 24 weeks. It's a lot of weeks. It's only 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like to just, so that may be my new thing, just let a couple of seasons pass. You can't let too many seasons pass because it's just hard. Like, you five seasons. I remember I tried to catch up on Game of Thrones, and I couldn't do it. I think I was like five seasons behind. And I just didn't have the time to, to do it all. So you, can pro- Two seasons, I think, is two, maybe three. Three is the max. But two seasons is as much as I can let slide before I just say, you know something, I just had to go to Wikipedia or YouTube to get the uh, the crib notes version uh, of what happened on the show. Speaking of, uh, well, not speaking of, but uh, sports related. I guess that's what you're here for. Uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, tweeted his way out of the Jets. Very smart move. That's that's the new way of people, uh, players getting out of there, getting you know released or traded. Just use your your Twitter fingers. Use Instagram. Use your Snapchats. Use your TikToks. Seems like if you do it enough eventually the team will let you go thing is it's harder they can't really use that con-, con you know what is it a conduct detrimental to the team they can't really do that if you just liking tweets <laughs> you know you post a meme like the, the the message gets out but it's not the same and I they, I think they're having a hard time figuring out how, how do you discipline someone for liking a tweet how can you discipline someone from going on there? you know, somebody else's Instagram story or co signing that, you know, they want to be traded. For all you cause the player can always say, hey, that, that was my social media team. I got hacked. There's a lot of different ways of getting around around that. So that's probably a smart way to do it. And like I said, you get caught in the office like ah oh, my my social media team was just a little frustrated. They only got five carries, so they start liking some tweets. I had nothing to do with that, coach. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> Bell's out of there. Made $28 million what, for 17, 18 games. Not bad. He took that year off. And the thing is, it's all about the guarantees. It's all about the guarantees. You know, he didn't get a a, a massive long-term contract. But if you can squeeze out almost $30 million in two years at the running back position for little to no work, that's not bad. That's not bad, especially considering the offer that he was going to take with the Steelers only really had like $10 million in guarantees in it. Not saying that he wouldn't have got to the other part of it, but the facts are is that they could have cut him after one year and he would only owe them $10 million. So if he had like a devastating injury or just showed that he wasn't productive or something like that, he could have been left with just $10 million. And then he got $28 million. So you can you can debate on you know if the gamble worked or didn't work. Most people say it didn't work, but like I said you never know. You can sign that contract with the Steelers, first game out, something catastrophic happens to him and then they only on the hook for ten million dollars. This way he got, you know, twenty eight million and he didn't have to he didn't have to perform at a high level. So and he, he people don't even blame him for it. They blame uh Adam Gase. They blame Adam Gase. Eric B. Enemy can't get a job, but Adam Gase does. Jets firing everybody except Adam Gates, and his crazy eyes. I don't know how you hire somebody with eyes that look like they use crack and meth every day. Those like coke. I mean, if your eyes look like you do, like you're shooting, you know, cocaine like Richard Pryor in the seventies. Like that, that's an issue to me. I'm just saying that's a red flag. That's that's a red flag to me. I'm not saying that he does do coke. I'm just saying that, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. See what they did to Josh Norman, right? And you see what they did to Josh Norman. Josh Norman has never been right since that Jay-Z line. From, I got the keys, the keys, the keys. I got the keys, the keys, the keys. You know, something about corner. He's played like Josh Norman. He ain't normal. Ever since then, it hasn't quite been right. Uh, now, the fact of the matter is he's gotten He's got paid. Which is really all that matters. You can make a whole bunch of meme memes. I always call them meme memes. I still like to call them meme memes. You make a whole bunch of memes about me if I got twenty, thirty million dollars that I robbed from Daniel Snyder. He's so mad. i would be mad too. They're changing the Wikipedia page saying, "Derek Henry's his daddy" and stuff. Like, come on, he's grown man. That's sad. They're funny though. Like I said, that there's always a fine line between taking it too far and just being funny. And I mean it just a I meaning of him against Uncle Phil throwing him out the house is perfect. That's fine. You gotta be able to handle that. You gotta be you gotta be able to handle that. You really do, you gotta be able to handle that. Just come back to play I heard he's been playing okay with the Bills. So just just come back to fight another day, my guy. It happens to all of us. Everybody has has a at some point they get at all of us for something. It's just a, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Anybody seen um Bronny James? Anybody seen LeBron's kid? So, so there was a debate. Somebody said this cuz the the back story is, you know, Bronny um you know, Bronny's on social media, he's a social media star, TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff because he's the son of LeBron James, that's, I mean, he's a child celebrity, like in general, like I think kids of athletes they don't deal with the same type of stuff as kids of like actors and actresses and musicians and stuff you know, like they, they don't have normally they don't have the same type of spotlight Uh, you know, because nobody really cares about the kid of the, you know the sixth man of the year like if I was like how many kids did Lou Williams have? I don't know. He may not have any. I don't know. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like you, you just you don't know. You don't know their names or anything. If I said, hey, who what's Anthony Davis' kid's name? I don't know. <laughs> LeBron's a little bit different. He's a crossover star. He's a, he's a celebrity outside of basketball. Like Anthony Davis is a basketball celebrity. LeBron James is a celebrity. It's a difference. You know, it's it's a difference. If you're in his orbit, especially if you're in Los Angeles, you too can become a celebrity outside of basketball. Like, for instance, uh, Tristan Thompson was just a a guy that played basketball, but he got with LeBron, and then next thing you know, he's with the Kardashians, Khloe Kardashian. Now he's a celebrity outside of basketball. That's the LeBron effect. Anyway, Bronny's. A celebrity, a child celebrity And you know, he got caught on Instagram You know, smoking the weed And You know, opinions vary On that Even though I think most people would not want Their 15 year old 16 year old On camera, on social media, smoking weed I think most people can agree with that Other people are like, you know something He's a kid And most kids do that I don't know if that's actually true (laughs) You hear that a lot. When a well, kid does something bad, they say, well, kids, like drinking, right? They're like, well, all kids drink. Well, do they? <laughs> or just kind of the ones that are just kind of left left to roam around. You're like, where is Barney getting the weed from? I mean, I'm sure it's not hard. It's weed. It's. I mean, it's legal in L.A. And I mean, I'm sure he could have found an adult just to go to one of the stores on the block. But still. Yeah, I don't know if every kid is out here at 15 years old smoking weed. Whatever the case, uh, it was a little iffy as far as how you want to have those conversations on social media. Because he is still a child. You know, no matter if he's a famous child or not. But you see the way people talk about like the Kardashian kids or Jay-Z and Beyonce kids. It can be a little weird. It can be a little weird. Once again, that's that's that fine line. Like, I, you know, yeah, I mean, LeBron James' son smoking weed on Instagram. That's a story. That, that's a story. Him, you know, disappearing after LeBron came back home. And Odell Beckham laughing at him for not being able to play Warzone. Totally off topic, but the PS5 looking good, isn't it? See them stills and those videos from the Miles Morales Spider-Man game? And do you see all the Spider-Man are supposedly coming back? Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. They supposedly have a Miles Morales coming back. As you guys know, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. So, all these, they all supposed to come back and, you know, big into the Spider-Verse, Mary Jane, um, uh, we had Electro with Jamie Foxx and the Green Goblin and Craven. Like, I don't know exactly how it's all going to work. But the MCU hasn't let me down. Since uh, Thor: The Dark World, <laughs> I think that's the last time the MCU let me down. The MCU is on an unprecedented like winning streak in regards to being watching enjoyable movies. Now, when I say enjoyable movies, what I mean is is that I'm not saying that they're all like amazing or great, just enjoyable. Like I think they vary from like you know something that was really really good. Like say. The Winter Soldier or I would say Infinity War was good to, you know, it was enjoyable to watch. It was okay though. you know, I didn't feel like, man, this what the hell am I watching? You know, like I did when I was watching Batman versus Superman. But so they on a good winning streak. I actually thought Homecoming was, was was better than Far From Home. I thought Far From Home was solid. It was good. But I thought Homecoming was better. Like I think you know, I, I, I'm on record of saying Infinity War is infinitely <laughs> play on words there, infinitely better than um, Endgame. Endgame, Endgame was just let's get to the end. Like everything else was okay. It was cool. The you know the the first whatever two hours and and 15 minutes that was cool. The last forty-five minutes—that's—that's—that's that's, that's what we're here for. I don't think people watch Endgame and be like, "Man, I need to really watch it from beginning to end." If you saw Endgame on your like cable, thinking it was on, and it came on at four, you probably think to yourself, "All right, I'm gonna check back at like 5.45. <laughs> let them get through all of the stuff that they're doing, and let, let's get to the end. But they haven't—they haven't let me down. They've been solid. So, you know, I have have really bad memories of Spider-Man 3, (laughs) back in the Tobey Maguire days, when they tried to do Venom, it just, you know, it didn't work out. So, I I still got a little, I'm still a little shell-shocked from that. So, we'll see, (laughs) we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm hopeful, though. Well, I mean, hell, first off, we need to get the movie theaters back. If not, we'll be watching everything from home, which I don't actually have a problem with. All right, moving on to what in the blue hell. What in the blue hell? Dwight Howard won a NBA title, you may have heard. And he uh, did one of those things where he said, always believe in yourself and dreams always come true, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, from a basketball standpoint, uh, he definitely was a key component, you know, to the Lakers uh, winning the championship. So you, you can't say that he just, uh, you know, some people just are on the bench, and then they got what well, like. does not the Greek freak brother get a ring? How many minutes did J.R. Smith play? <laughs> you know Quinn Cook. I mean, no offense to them. I mean, but you know, they didn't really contribute. My guy Jared Dudley, love Jared Dudley, but you know, they just were there. But Dwight, you know, actually did contribute uh, to 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 winning the title, so he deserves his ring. But it didn't take long for his ladies and men to kind of come out and try to rain on his parade. I mean, that's that's just what happens when you're dealing with a lot of baby mamas and a lot of fiancés and men are suing you for having raw sex at transgender parties. That, that's, that's just what happens. You know, so if, if people don't, it, it's been, Dwight's been in the league so long uh, I'm assuming a lot of younger people do not e- don't really even know his true story. You know, when Dwight came in the league, I think he was 17 or 18 years old, very religious. Um, uh, believe he was a virgin. Uh he wanted to change uh the logo, which is Jerry West. He wanted to change it to the cross. Um <laughs> I always thought that story was funny. Uh yeah, very, very, very religious. And the first girl that you know put it on him, which happened to be a dancer for the team, she got pregnant. Royce Reed. Uh, I mean, how long has Dwight's been in the league now? Was it thirteen, fourteen years? This is long, this is long time ago. Let me, let me, let me, let me check my Googles just to just to make sure I got this right. Uh, Dwight's been in the league since it's 2004 so it was, Jesus Christ he's been there for 16 years <laughs> I thought it was that's that's wild hmm. yeah that makes sense he's 34 and I think he came in at 17. um but yeah he, he first girl he, he talked to first one that put him on put him on and you know did some twirls and stuff and she was older than him um had a baby and that's not unusual when you basically, what I like to say, lock up a kid. And what I mean by that is you don't, it's not so much that you want them out there doing debauchery, but you got to talk to them at least. Uh, understand, you just can't like shelter them all their life. And then, you know, I don't know how much money you know, they made back in 2004. 2004 was the number one pick, but I'm sure it was millions of dollars when he first signed. And then you send him out there, and he's on his own. Um, and next thing you know, he's dealing with the, uh, you know, he's dealing with uh, you know, a, a dancer that's that's been around the block. And next thing you know, the the virgin who went to put the cross on the on the the NBA basketball on the NBA court, the NBA logo, has baby. And then from that time, it's been a bit of a roller coaster uh, for him. Now, you ever read the story about him and the uh, the porn star, uh, the one that pretends to be like Mariah Carey? I think it's Mary Carey. Did <laughs> you ever hear a story about that? Google that. Google Dwight Howard and, and Mary Carey. The she said that you know they dated, and she said that though he would call her in the middle of the night, and you know try to convert her from porn and read her Bible messages and stuff like that. Uh, but he was also dating the porn star and then one night um he was real jealous and she was in there with like one of the backstreet boys or somebody from in sync is one of those boy band groups i don't know which one she was with one of the backstreet boys or in sync or what's the other one but the jonas i don't know if it's the jonas, the jonas brothers was young i, I one of them it said there were 98 degrees it might have been a guy from 98 degrees. She's in there, and 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 Dwight broke in and hid in the bathroom. It's it's quite a tale. It's quite a tale. You know, over over the years, Dwight has accumulated um, multiple children from multiple women. the The numbers vary. I believe Dwight himself says five kids with four women, or is it four women with five kids? Unofficial counts has it anywhere between eight and ten. And, you know, you know, Cromartie levels, whatever the case, Royce, uh, who really hasn't been in the public uh, very much over the last four or five years, came out and said Dwight wouldn't see his kid. I guess they still live in Orlando and Dwight, once he got out the bubble, went, you know, went to go party in Georgia and all of this stuff. Uh, And then she went off on Dwight, who's engaged, you know, to a 23 year old. You know, 34 and 23, that's not like too bad. It's not, we're not talking R. Kelly here. But uh, to Tia Cooper, who plays for the L.A. Uh, Sparks. And, you know, Tia was texting him, I guess, during the celebration because she wanted to know what he was doing and all of this stuff, a lot of drama. Then that brought in the, the gay guy, Mason, who's suing him for allegedly threatening him because Mason said they, you know, he was having orgies. With tra- transgender parties with no condoms on, just a whole lot of mess. Just, just, it's just drama. Feel and I say all that to say, young athletes who are listening to the show, you know, the G to way is okay. It's okay to do the G to way. Just, just date them. Don't knock them up. Use protection. Because in that way, none of them can, you know, get your money or, you know, you got to deal with all these headaches and all of this stuff down the road. And then when you retired or when you're in a place mentally where, you know, that's not fun to you anymore, then you go ahead and get married to, you know, somebody rock solid. Now, you may not be Gita and can marry, you know, maybe the best looking SI model they got. But still, you, you know who you want to settle down with. You don't want to be in an Earl Thomas situation. Where your wife is pointing a gun at your head because you're cheating with Snapchat models with your brother. You know, so the Jita way is okay. It's it's alright, young athletes. The Jita way is is okay. Uh, Cardi B, her nudes were leaked. Well, she leaked her own nudes. By accident while, you know, getting back with Offset. Offset! I mean, it's just There are things that I sometimes I want to say. Maybe four or five years ago, I would have said them. I just kind of keep to myself now. The best way to kind of stay out of trouble is just to keep some of your opinions to yourself. I got some opinions about some of these things, but it's not worth it. It's not worth the headache. Just like I told the the, the athletes, the Jeter way. So now you gotta GD your way through some of these topics. You just look like, it has none of it. I just, you know. Just mind your own business. Cause here's the thing, no matter opinions should be respected. Right? But I've talked about this before. Just because your opinion is is an opinion and you can believe whatever you want to believe, that doesn't mean people won't judge you. You see what I'm saying? And so you can't be mad when you give a a strong opinion on something, and then you get a pushback. Now, the problem is, is that sometimes when you have an opinion, that's all it is. It's just an opinion. There's a mob mentality in the pushback because people kind of hop on what's hot on that bandwagon. People do that a lot. They hop on bandwagons or whatever, and so if getting has an opinion that they don't like, They hop on the the bashing and the slandering of it. They may even have the same opinion. They may have even done the same things. They got dirt under their fingernails. But, you know, they don't want to, you know, they they don't want to say it out loud. I always find it interesting because sometimes you sit back and you look at people and you know who these people are. Like, you know them. So you know what they're saying is BS. But they just riding the wave. They just ride the wave. But like I said, once you get to a certain age, you just gotta kinda let it go and just live your own life. Um But it is one thing I will like to point out. I don't know if this I don't think this is an unpopular opinion, but I'm gonna use my guy John Cena. Uh the beat still knocks, by the way, for John Cena. Uh, John Cena got married uh in secret. Nobody saw it. Is that a dad joke yet? I don't know. But he got married uh, to some Canadian lady that works in pharmaceuticals. This, this is true. And women were like, I don't get it. Because they they watched Total Divas for like 14 years. And on every episode of Total Divas, John would tell uh, Nikki Bella that, A, he didn't want to get married. He never wanted to get married. He didn't want to have kids. You're telling that consistently. I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. So for 13 seasons of Total Bellas, women have been watching John Cena say, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. And then he pops up married to some lady that works in pharmaceuticals and women are like, what? I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, it's it's simple. It's not complex at all so i'll, you know, break it, you know, down for you is he didn't want to get married to her. <laughs> he you know, he didn't want to have kids with her. And he prob here's the thing, he probably subconsciously meant what he said at the time. And what i mean by that is sometimes there's just like a you have like your brain is an intricate piece of work. And you know how like a car has an alarm you know, and, and, or it beeps when you back up. You know, if you're close to something. Your brain works like that too. So your brain has defense mechanisms in it. So there was something in his brain that was telling him, you don't want to get married. You don't want to get married. He just never connected it to the fact that the reason he didn't want to do it had to do with the person that he was with. It was only until he got engaged at WrestleMania, of all places, that his brain and his ability to, to comprehend what was happening, all came together and he realized, hey, wait a minute. It's not that I don't want you to get married. It's that I don't want you to get married to her and my brain is telling me that I hate marriage. <laughs> and that's why. So when you eliminate the issue that's causing your brains to go beep, 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 beep. beep, beep. <laughs> you eliminated that situation all of a sudden, now his brain was open to it. And then he met someone, and his brain was like, beep, 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 and then it stopped beeping because the barrier was taken away. Now he was feeling like, oh, this is how you're supposed to feel because he had got divorced before, and he remembered going through that and remember all the bad stuff about it and his brain was telling him, was computing all that information, it was like the Nikki Bella, not it. This, you know, the pharmaceutical lady, that's that's it. This is what he wants. So I say all that to ladies if a guy's telling you that he doesn't want to marry you, or he's taking a long time, or he's dragging his feet in a relationship, I hate to be blunt, but it's you. Now I'm not saying that like you are a bad person. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, it's you are the reason that he doesn't want to do it, and only he knows what those reasons are. It could be that you're a bad person. It could be something totally different. It could have nothing to do with you. You, you just know. Once you get to that level, and normally it takes a while. Like you have to be like an adult, adult. You know I mean like you know how you're technically an adult at like 19 or 21 or whatever? That you don't know anything. You have to get to a certain level to where your brain, your body and everything is in sync and your brain is telling you, I know your brain can be saying something like real, real, like it mess you up because you could be looking at somebody and be like, everything's perfect. But your brain is like, nope, it ain't it. Trust me, I know you. It ain't it. So it may not, like I said, it may not be nothing. You, could, none, you Nothing you could have done differently or better or whatever just wouldn't happen. So, don't need to waste your time. Be like Nikki. When Nikki Bella, after he finally left, when they found her, some dancer guy that, you know, likes her. Maybe. I don't know. But the dancer guy seems to be into her, so they got married. But I think they had, they had a baby. All like, you know, in a year's time frame. So, it goes both ways. They needed to disconnect from each other so they would be able to flourish with other people. That's what I'm trying to tell. I'm saying don't waste your time. If it's not happening, it's not clicking, it's just, even if at some point he, he, he or she goes through with it, it's going to feel forced. He's never going to be happy because he was pushed into something that he didn't want to do. So that, that's my, you know, Dr. Phil, who isn't an actual doctor, advice for the day. Moving on to the Injustice League. The Injustice League. Oh man. I thought Ice Cube was not for the pop charts. <laughs> let me let me let me start off saying this. I don't think the premise of what Ice Cube is saying is wrong. I don't think his thought process at least in what he wants is incorrect. From what I can gather, what he's saying is that black people shouldn't just Vote a, you know, on party lines. Basically, that just because you're black, you shouldn't just vote Democrat. Just because. In essence, I agree with him with that. I do. I I, I feel like, cause I'm an independent, by the way. I don't trust any of these guys, or ladies. I, I do agree that you should have some freedom with that. You shouldn't just just be. You shouldn't do anything just because. I agree with him on that point. The second point I agree with them on is that, and I've talked about this before. You know, I, I was gonna say I hate symbolism. It's not, it's not even so much that I hate it, right? It's that the symbolism doesn't lead to any action. And you say, well, Rob, what do you mean by that? Well, using Brianna Taylor as an example, there was hashtags. There was Famous athletes You know, LeBron James, all of the WNBA A lot of, you know, tennis players You know, just Hundreds upon hundreds Of very, very famous people Saying her name They had a damn Brianna Like it was ComplexCon Or Comic Con I mean, all of this, you got murals You got people marching all over the place You did all of that Symbolism, all that protesting And nothing happened they charge the one guy for not shooting her, for missing basically <laughs> so I'm not big on symbolism I think it's important that people know what's going on so that part of I guess symbolism is important because without that you know maybe a lot of people wouldn't know what is happening but the problem is there's a disconnect between knowing what's happening and actually doing something about it. Because some of the stuff is out of our hands. The fact that the matter is this, is that LeBron can screen Brianna Taylor at the top of his lungs. Megan Thee Stallion can go on Saturday Night Live and basically call the DA or the Attorney General a sellout. But in the end, he makes the decisions. He's, you know, and there's literally nothing you can do about it except vote him out. And try to get someone that's a little more reasonable. In office, that's why your vote actually does matter, because that's an actionable thing. That's what people seem to forget. Like it's the actions which are important. The hashtags they're great, but the hashtags it has to match up. So if you are calling Daniel, I think it's Cameron, the the Kentucky uh, Attorney General, sellout, and all of this stuff. That's an elected official. You got to vote him out. You got to come out and actually vote. And the people of Kentucky have to do that. It's not like me in LA or you wherever you at can go to Kentucky and vote them out. The people there have to do it. I remember with the Mike Brown thing, they had a guy that had been the attorney general, DA or whatever for like a long time. <laughs> And then when push came to shove, obviously he wasn't going to go against the cops. It's not in his nature. Eventually they had to vote him out. Still problems, but you know that's the first part. So I do agree with Ice Cube is that, hey, we need actionable type of things done. We've been discriminated against, cheated, beaten, enslaved segregated, whatever you can think of, it's been done to us. We need actionable things to cause change. We can't just keep yelling at the cloud. So I agree with Cube with that, with those two things, that you shouldn't just vote just because or down a party line, that you should actually figure out who you're voting for, what the actual topics are that you're voting for, and and make decisions based off what's best for not just you but our community as Black people. And secondly, we need to figure out people that are going to do some actionable items to to put those things in place. It goes hand in hand. The problem with Cube is he came up with this plan as it's, it's twofold problem. He came up with this plan. Now the plan that he came up with, Black people have been trying to do for. You know, years. So it's, it's not a new plan. That's that's the first thing. I think sometimes people hop on stuff and they're like, hey, I got a plan. But, you know, black people have been trying to do these things for a very long period of time. It's obviously difficult when you're dealing with white supremacy. But anyway, Q comes up with a plan. And he says he's he's not giving his vote to anybody until, and he encourages other black people not to give their vote to anybody until somebody reads his plan and makes him some promises. On the, on the surface level, that sounds good, right? I got a plan to help black people, the candidate or candidates that are willing to help me regardless of party. That's who I'm going to vote for because we need actionable items. On the surface level, not a bad idea. The problem is this. And I'm a little shocked that Ice Cube, of all people who, you know, left the NWA because of Jerry Heller, who's navigated Hollywood and big deals, run the big three, as that with athletes, the music industry, anything that was shady from 19, you '87, know, 86 to 2020, Ice Cube has is, is, is been in, involved in it. Not that he's shady, but like industry shady. So he should know all of this like the back of his hand. And he should know that someone like Donald Trump will look at him in the face and say, my African-American, I will implement your plan and have absolutely no (laughs) intentions of implementing the plan, but has great intentions of using you as a face, using you as a black person. To garner more votes, to get them more power, they will give you something to do. He's not going to give you five hundred billion dollars. He's not going to. I mean, come on, you're Ice Cube. You 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 know you wrote after police. He's not going to do anything for police brutality. He's not going to do anything. The man Trump literally goes up there and says, "You know something? You know the suburbs are um, majority." And a lot of places are white. And black people, you know, we would like our piece of the American pie and live out in the suburbs where it's safe. You know, our kids, get, we don't have to worry about our kids getting shot or anything. You know, we would like that. We like some home ownership, a little equity, something we could pass down to our children. Yeah, nah, man. You tell the suburban white women, you don't want these, these? I was gonna ready, these N words. You don't want these N words out in the suburbs. They have run up in your house. So I had to go outside, right, and walk my my, my dog, which is a, 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 a who costs more than some of these people's cars. I had to go outside and walk my dog and have some white woman looking at me like, "Am I, I going to run up in that house?" Because that's what Trump said. So that's the problem. That's the problem with 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 Steve Harvey. That's the problem with Kanye. That's the problem with any black celebrity that has decided. To kind of align themselves. For Trump. Like like, Cube says he hasn't endorsed anyone. But they're using them. They say sure. Let's take a look at your plan. We'll look at your plan. We think this is very doable sir. It's like going to a car dealership. Right. (laughs) When you go into the car dealership. Their main goal. Is to get you to buy the car. Right. But. It's also to get you to buy the car at the rates that are most favorable to them. You want to buy the car at the rates that are most favorable to you. But what happens when you first get to the car dealership? The first half of your car dealership experience is always the greatest part, right? Before before you do anything, even if you're fully prepared, they say, hey, hey, how you doing? What can I get you in today? (laughs) And you tell them. And no matter what that car is that you tell them, they say, hey, no problem. No problem. We need to get this into you. And then what they do is they take you on a test drive in a nice new car. Zero miles on it. you going around the corner. They're telling you all the electronics and stuff on it, how they can see you in it. They're selling you on it, right? They're selling you on the car, right? Then you get back to what I like to call the second half, <laughs> out of halftime. And that's when you go in the little back room. 'Cause that's when they you know, you fill out all your information. You know, it has your credit score and how much money you make and da da da. And then that's when the 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 finance person comes out. If you're not buying it outright cash and says, This is what we can do. And I would say ninety nine percent of the time when they first tell you that, it's not what you want to do. But you're kinda stuck, you're in a pickle. Cause you, you already drove the car, you know, fell in love with it, and all of this stuff. So he wants you to take a bad deal. That's Trump. He's a used car salesman. He's a used car salesman. So he tell he's telling right now he's test driving Ice Cube, driving him around in that nice, nice car. Tell him how good he looks in the car, what he could do for him. And then, just hypothetically speaking, if Ice Cube was to get help, get him a, reelected. Ice Cube would come back, and they take him in the back office, and they say, "This is what we could do for you," and it won't be the same thing that he said when he first walked into the dealership. So I would think Ice Cube would know this better than anybody. I really do. Like I say I, I feel like his heart is in the right place. He wants what's best for black people. There's just n- nothing to suggest that the Donald Trump ran administration. Would do it for him. Which is why people are saying. This is this is very odd. Because even if you're not endorsing him. Just look how they used you. They they literally did a. Uh, what well, like a little video. That said today was a good day. Because Ice Cube is working with us. Yeah Ice Cube. From NWA. <laughs> for you young people. That don't know what NWA stands for. You might want to go check it out. Yeah Ice Cube no vaseline but you the one donald trump is jerry heller maybe someone should tell ice cube that then maybe he will understand like i said i don't think ice cube there are some people that just sell out you know like candace owens and and people like that and just totally sell out you know jason whitlock just totally sell out i don't think ice cube is like that i think he feels like he wants to be the spokesman for this. But there's been people that have been working hard on this much longer than him. Much longer than him. And let me, I mean, look, Ice Cube um, has a lot of money. And Trump likes black guys with a lot of money. They can be beneficial to him, it can be beneficial to Ice Cube's work. But I just, you know. You gotta you gotta read the room sometimes. You gotta read the room. That information, whatever he's trying to do, should have been toward some people. Now, now, let me say this because some people are gonna say, "Well, Democrats probably won't do it either." That's probably true. I'm not. I'm not even fronting on that. I don't think the Democrats Are gonna give him five hundred million dollars either. Mm, something failed but it's okay. We just keep rock rocking. I don't think the Democrats give it to him either. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Democrats are going to just look at his plan at some point and be like, yep, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do all of this stuff that you asked for. The problem is, you have to, once again, it's the, it's the lesser of two evils. I know some people say, well, they're both evil, but no. <laughs> it's like the when people say the grass is not always greener on the other side. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. It's not a hundred percent thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, the grass is not green. Well, sometimes people go to on the other side and it's great. Grass is beautiful, lush, watered, nice, light green, no brown patches. So when I say the lesser of two evils and people say, well, they're both evil. Like, yeah, but there are variations of evil. Like there's variations of criminals. You know, if you, you know, the Democrats are, you know, say robbers they're they're, they're home invaders they steal jewelry I mean that's bad nobody likes to have their house robbed and mess with you mentally but that's different than being a serial killer that eats people it's different than Jeffrey Dahmer Trump is Jeffrey Dahmer of politics if you ask anybody say well here's your choices right you can get somebody that comes in and, you know, ransacks your house, steals some TVs and stuff, or you can run into Jeffrey Dahmer for the next four years. You, you got to think like that, unfortunately. That is the way it is. So a little disappointed in Cube. You don't want all that division within our, you know, with with us. I mean, you're Cube. Come on, man. Ice Cube. You gonna have to start calling your old Shay. Easy E warned us, I must say. Maybe Easy was right. Now, granted, Easy was what was he having dinner with was Ronald Reagan or George Bush? So I don't know. It's, it's hard to see your childhood hardcore rappers like this. <laughs> also, speaking of which, um, Will Kane. You know, Will Cain, formerly of ESPN and now of Fox News. Uh, Will Cain was on uh, Fox and Friends and he said, uh, if you align yourself with Black Lives Matter, you, you know, you're aligning yourself with tyranny. And we have to live up to the ideals of the original Constitution in 1776. And that's the way we should be. I always found that part to be stupid. It's kinda of, you know, like, like like the Bible, right, was written a very long time ago. I think they there are things, you know, it's like a guide. But if something was written in fifteen fifty or whatever, like some of that stuff's not gonna apply in twenty twenty. Like in the Bible it says something about, you know, whatever the football is made out of, pig skin, that you shouldn't be you shouldn't use that. It's a sin or bad luck or something like that. But nobody's telling, you know, Roger Goodell to stop playing football because of the Bible. Like in seventeen seventy-six, in this country, the ideals of the country, frankly, the better parts of the Constitution have never been lived up to. Right? So just just using the good ideals. Of the Constitution, the, the freedom of speech, the the equality, the, you know, home of the land of the free and all of that. So all the, the, the good, like what you would say, this is some good stuff in the con. They don't even do that. They never have. And in the bad stuff, like, I mean, what, you want to bring back slavery? And don't say the Constitution and all of this stuff can't be adjusted. We, people adjust all the time. That's like saying, when you, when you were 10, you liked, you know, Hot Pockets. So, you know, that was part of your daily routine. Now you're 32 now. You, maybe you don't want Hot Pockets anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But Will Kane was always the guy that ESPN tried it out for the MAGA talk. Like, I've been telling you guys that for years. You said, no, Rob, no, I've I warned you for years about some of these guys. I mean, it's very clear to see. That's why, you know, ESPN hedges his bets sometimes. Yeah, they have some good content on, on Black Lives Matter, and they say they love everybody and all of that stuff. But how do you do that and still have Will Kane on your payroll? And they didn't want him to leave either. He left because he knew he could be more racist at Fox News, and make more money. They didn't want to fire. They didn't fire him. His contract came up. They offered him to stay. They turned it down, and went somewhere else where he could talk freely, even more freely. But to me, that's all. That's weird to me because people say that they're for Black Lives Matter, and then on the flip side, say I'm good friends with Will Kane. I'm like how? I'm like how? Like I, I get you know you you don't have necessarily the same opinions of everybody that's your friend, but there are certain things you know if we were friends, and you're like you know something, and you're rocking a a, a make America great hat, eh, it's gonna take a shot at a friendship. I'm gonna say that we can't, we 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 can't be friends. We'd be colleagues maybe. We can work together. We can be professional, I guess, but I can't be your boy. But I, I've, warned, I've warned you guys, and I will continue to warn you guys, that once again, the symbolism that you see from these networks and these leagues, they mean nothing. They, they absolutely mean nothing. They're not changing anything. They're using it for ratings and, and sympathy and all of that stuff. It's not changing anything. You can make 100 Black Lives Matter articles, but it's not changing anything so that's why you gotta keep your eyes open and not fall for the banana in the tailpipe so the falcons finally fired dan quinn and honestly the team hasn't been right since uh 28 3. I equated to when Antonio Tarver uh, knocked out Roy Jones Jr. Like Roy still is fighting. He's fighting Mike Tyson in a couple of weeks, but Roy was never the same after that. That happens a lot in boxing. You know, you take you take a certain type of L, and you're never the same. The great boxers. Are the ones that are able to kind of roll with the punches. You know, they can lose some, they can win some, and they keep getting better. But there's even the great ones. If they lose it a certain way, they're never the same afterwards. It just, it just, it just never is the same. Like even Pacquiao, right? And don't get me wrong, Pacquiao. You know, he, he beat Keith Thurman's ass. But ever since he got knocked out by Juan Manuel Marquez, it hasn't quite been the same. It's been okay. He's been good. He's has he's had some good wins, but those wins come basically off the fact that he's he's been fighting forever and he's an intelligent fighter and he has a smart boxing IQ and all of that good stuff. But not not quite the same since that knockout. So the Falcons were were twenty eight three. If you lose a Super Bowl in general, like the you know, if you if you go back to, say, like the Bills, right? When the Bills went to four in a row and lost all four. From that point on, if you look at Super Bowl losers, they don't do great normally in the next year. And it, it may take a few years for them to get back on track. Like the Raiders, remember the Raiders lost in the Super Bowl to the Bucks, and they weren't good for like 20 years. Normally losing a Super Bowl will... Mess you up for a long time. I'm actually gonna look it up right quick just to see uh, if anybody, if there's any outliers to what I'm saying. A lot of times they don't even make the. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> I should clear my throat. They don't even make the the playoffs the next year. So you just kind of look. It just, they just, it's just not a lot of, yeah. They always seem to take a little step, you know, back. So, you know, 28-3, they haven't been right, you know, since. Look at the 49ers this year. Uh, Not looking great. The Rams the year before, they they, they didn't fall off of the map, but they didn't make the playoffs either. But really, that has nothing to do with the point that I'm getting ready to try to make as far as keep that same energy. (laughs) I just wanted to make that, point that out. But, uh Raheem Morris, former uh, Bucs Bucks coach, who I thought maybe didn't get enough time with the Bucks, had one good season with the Bucs, had two not so great seasons with the Bucks, and was fired. You know, a lot of that was kind of out of his hands. Uh they were talking to Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, and they asked Arthur Blank, you know, if Raheem does well, will he be a candidate for the full time job? Now we know that when you're an interim coach, you rarely do you actually get the job. So uh, it wouldn't have, you know, maybe he should have just said that. But what he said instead was that Raheem had to go 11-0. and Then he would be considered. I mean, that's unrealistic, considering all the issues that they have. But that energy, that that, that bothered me. And I don't think Arthur Blank's a terrible owner. but, but and I don't know if he even meant it in that context i read the full context of the quote it still wasn't great but it's just like man you know as black people our margin of error is so low so low i wouldn't be shocked like whenever adam gacy gets fired from the jets i wouldn't be shocked if he got another job i wouldn't be raheem morris you know got his opportunity got fired and he really hadn't heard of him. As far as another head coaching can candidate being a head coaching candidate to now, and he has to go 11 and 0. I don't like that energy right there. It's not the same as it is for white coaches. A lot of young black coaches get like an opportunity, and that's it. Remember, Todd Bowles did a lot better with the Jets than Adam Gase is doing, and he's he's a good defensive coordinator. He has a job, but you haven't heard his name pop up again. I can't even remember the, the guy. Remember he, he, he coached the Cardinals for a year, and they got him out of there for Clip, Cliff Kingsbury, who had it wasn't that great in college. But what they did was they gave Cliff Kingsbury his quarterback and a lot of talent around him so he could make it work. Gave him time, more or less. He doesn't have to panic because he know he has four or five years to get it together. The energy is not the same. That's why the, the Rooney rule doesn't work. In, in, in principle, it's a good rule. You know, to to get black candidates some interviews. In practice, it, it, it doesn't work because the NFL owners are MAGA and they just want to hire who they want to hire. And on some level, I understand that because, you know, if you spent a billion dollars for a team, you don't want to be forced to hire anybody. But you should at least. Want to, when you interview everybody, literally take the best candidate and not just your buddy. But a lot of times they just hire people who they like, and that's throughout society, not just the NFL. I hope I hope Raheem Morris does go eleven and zero, and put Arthur Blank's uh, feet to the fire. That that's what I hope. Put that feet to the fire. And last lastly, well uh, two lastly, uh, Michael Thomas from the Saints. Nobody called out the Saints for putting all of his dirty laundry to the media. Like, teams get mad when players speak out. But if you really think about it, what they did to Michael Thomas was super shady. Michael Thomas is hurt. And they could have just said that his ankle injury was the reason they didn't play. But instead, they said his ankle was good enough. They fined him. And then they leaked every bad thing that he's done to the athletic and others. In a way to try to, I guess, position themselves to take away his guaranteed money. If they had to. Which, of course, that's, you know... That's how the NFL is. Like, to me, that's weird. And and nobody in the media pointed that out except me. I was the only one. I'm the only one that pointed. And I'm not saying Michael uh, Thomas is, you know, not without guilt. But imagine if a player went and told everything that he didn't like about a team to the media. They would be livid. Livid but they did that to michael thomas and nobody said nothing within the same article they say he works harder than everybody else he takes the young wide receivers under his wing he just wants to win he's moody he talks back he gets into altercations he's emotional but it's within the context of you know trying to win and then they gave a little like threat that if he keeps it up they get him out the league like antonio brown and earl thomas The NFL stands for not for long You gotta see how These owners And these teams and these coaches How they move Imagine Michael Thomas reading that All of this stuff is supposed to be In house So he knows that somebody From the Saints are are telling it I'd be pissed off If I was him too But he can't really say anything Because they have snatch away his guarantees Let's snatch away his guarantees, which actually does bring me to my last point. A lot of NFL players, a lot of them, are out here saying, pay Dak. Dak should have got paid. I feel sorry for Dak. Dak should have got his money. Dak money. Dak money. Oh, thoughts and prayers. Dak should have got his money. Uh, What were these players doing in the CBA? Fighting... Were they fighting to get rid of the franchise tag? Dak Prescott should be a free agent. He should be a free agent. The franchise tag cannot help NFL players. It is not beneficial in any way. Look at it like this, and I this is how I explain it in layman's terms to people. The NBA has restricted free agency, right? So when the rookie contract comes up, a team has to decide. If they want to sign their restricted free agent, meaning that they can they have restricted free agency, this means that the the player can go sign someone else, but somewhere else, but the team has right of first refusal and can match the contract, right? So a team has to decide after four or five years of having a player, if they want to give them a max restrictive free agent contract, right? Or do they want to let that player go test free agency and then decide they want to match a contract? Or just let them go completely and let them be an unrestricted free agent. While it is restrictive in in some ways, nine times out of 10, the player is going to get long-term security at a very high amount at a young age. So if he re-signs with the team, normally that's going to be for the max amount. If the team lets him go out of free agency, he's going to be able to at least negotiate the most that he can get. And then it's up to the team to decide if they want to match it. If he just let free, he can get his own deal and do whatever he wants. You know, go to whatever team he wants. Now take that in consideration and then compare it to the franchise tag, which happens with rookies in the NFL when a contract is up or veterans in that matter when their contract is up. The team has the ability to pay them for one year. <laughs> one year, so they get no stability. They get it. They get a one-year deal. A one-year deal. Remember, you know, NFL length of 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 your career is a lot less than the, the NBA. One year. You get one year. You don't get to negotiate with any other teams. You don't get any long-term security. You get one year at the price that they set. And you have to play out that one year. Now, if you think about it, if you're a running back, and every year you know you're probably only going to get one big contract if you're a running back, likely. If if that, think about how Derrick Henry is to the Titans, and then look at his contract in comparison to Ryan Tannehill. So you're not getting a lot. So they basically force you into this situation where if you if you don't take the long term deal they want you to take. They'll put you on a one-year deal, which, yeah, it's it's a lot of money for some positions, not the others. But you you know you have to take a gamble on yourself and your health. But you know the NFL players prefer to fight over weed than getting rid of the franchise tag, making their contracts more fully guaranteed. The NFL, the only professional sports league in the world. That when a player signs a contract, it's not worth the money that's written on the contract. Every other sports league in the world, you sign for this, you get that, and that's the end of it. Only in the NFL, which, especially in America, which is the most popular sport, makes the most money, biggest TV contracts, is where someone can sign a $100 million deal and end up only getting $10, 15000000 million. <laughs> like, it makes no sense at all. Rarely, very rarely, and only probably with high-level quarterbacks, do you see completion of four deals that are longer than four or five years? You Rarely do you see it. It's the only, only league that didn't fight for it. They didn't fight for it. Only Kirk Cousins figured it out, but he had to take a gamble to do it. Only Kirk Cousins figured it out. But he, he's lucky he didn't get hurt like that but they're crying about Dak should've got paid. Well, the reason that Dak didn't get paid is because of you. Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com, and register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSO TV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.